This is CX of M Radio, the voice of customer experience professionals. Welcome to another episode of Press One for Nick. Your host, Nick Limsdahl, is the Director of Contact Center Solutions at VDS. Through conversations with customer service and customer experience leaders, Nick and his guests exchange insightful stories, best practices, and invaluable lessons they have learned along the way. LinkedIn presents. Welcome to the Press One for Nick podcast. My name is Nick Limsdahl. My guest this week is Jeff Thiessen. He is the co-founder and president of Danson's Inc. Jeff is an accomplished executive with over 20 years of experience in the barbecue industry. His chief responsibilities include providing strategic direction and vision for all of Danson's global sales and marketing activities currently representing in over 35 countries. Since starting Danson's with his dad in 1999, he feels blessed and humbled to work with an incredibly accomplished team of people that have helped Danson's emerge as one of the fastest growing businesses in the pellet grilling industry today. His mission is to continue to cultivate integrity-driven consumer and retail partner relationships that work towards Danson's mission of providing world-class, authentic products. I'm thrilled to have Jeff join us to share his expertise, insights, and experience. Jeff, welcome to the Press One for Nick podcast. Thanks for having me, Nick. I appreciate it. You bet. So one question I ask every single guest at the very beginning is, what's one thing people might not know about you? I have three daughters. And uh, I do have a son as well, but I have three daughters that I said earlier, as we're talking before, that's how I earned my gray hair. So I'm uh, very proud to have three beautiful daughters, but they're, uh, they're uh, a lot of work. <laughs> yes, indeed. What's your favorite thing about having three daughters? You know what? I think anyone out there that has a daughter, it actually, as, as a guy, it keeps you soft. Whether you want to or not, it's going to keep you in touch with your feelings a little bit more than uh, than having the boys is. So, with my son, you know, we we model we model being a man, and uh, with my daughters, I'm going to make sure that we're we're modeling a lot of love and caring. So, it is different uh, for sure having having my girls, but I wouldn't trade them for anything. They're my heart. <laughs> so, absolutely, yeah, you and me both. So, I want to talk about a lot of things in hopefully a short period of time. But you know, one question I have for you is: there's a lot of you can cook on charcoal, you can cook on pellet, you can cook on gas, you can cook on griddle. What's your go-to? Pellet still. Uh, it's still, you know, when it when it comes to if I want to do a, a steak or if I want to do even burgers or chicken. Uh, interesting enough, over the years, my wife has taken over the, the, the pellet grill an awful lot. The ease of use, you know, with the pellet grill and the superior product that comes off it, uh, the flavor profile is just so superior. And you don't, you know, you don't have to know what you're doing with a pellet grill and you set up with a great, you know, a great product at the end. So definitely my pellet grill. I do have a griddle. I love our new griddle line, the, the non-stick griddles. We started with, you know, griddles like more traditional griddles that you have to oil, got into the non-stick. It's, it's ex- certainly expanded what we do outside. And that's a, a great addition to our, our grilling, you know, lineup. But, you know, if I want to do like a smash burger, a griddle's fantastic. Or, the one thing it started with right away is I'd start doing bacon outside because before I like bacon. I, I really enjoyed bacon, but I did not want to smell up the house all day. So, it, you know, keep me from doing a whole bunch of bacon. Now I go outside and, and I just do a whole bunch and it's no issue. And it's super fast, very convenient. And the nonstick aspect of our griddles, the cleanup is a cinch. So, and then I open it up. I don't, it's not rusted. It's ready to go the next time I flip it on. So it, that's probably my number two. I also carry a, I have a vertical smoker at home too. So when I do a brisket overnight, 
or something like that. I have the equipment to do it and do it really well. It can be done on the regular pellet grill. I just really like the vertical smokers. If I'm going to do ribs or, uh, or a big brisket or something, it's just, it's super easy. It has, you know, an oversized um, water pan. So there's a lot of moisture in the body. And then the, the pellet hopper, I don't have to babysit the thing. I can go to sleep and it's doing its thing all night. So I have a variety of units at my house. I don't have 20 units of those, even though I, you know, we have a barbecue company and we, we make hundreds of different, you know, SKUs. Um, those are the three that I have. I think we could talk about just food and, and uh, pellet grilling for the next uh, hour and a half, but we don't have that time to talk about the rest of the questions. You know, for me, I just, in the last week, I, I uh, smoked a, uh, or did a pellet grill with pork, pork shoulder and uh, I did a homemade party mix, which was pretty awesome. And uh, I got a Pit Boss competition series, the 1600. Nice. It's, a, it's a beast. And I think I could, I could cook for the whole block, but uh, my next one, you've kind of touched on a little bit is that pit boss, the ultimate lift off the griddle. And mm-hmm. uh, I think that's so cool and how it's versatile, how you can kind of lift it up and take it to where you need to go. Instead of bringing the beast uh, with you on the wheels, you kind of have that ability. So I'm excited mm-hmm. to cook bacon when I end up getting one of those, one of those suckers. Um, I appreciate your business. Thank you. Yeah, you bet. So you were talking about, the fam, you're talking about cooking, you know, when it comes to, there's got to be one dish or one, one piece of meat or one recipe that your friends and family kind of like, what are they requesting every single time that, that you're coming over and, and what are you, what are you putting that on? I think that the number one go-to I, I do is actually, I do steaks on the pellet grill. And because we have the flame roller function, yeah. where you can have a direct flame, it's like a thousand degrees above a direct flame. So we can char the char the steak and then we can smoke it. We can reverse smoke it and then char it at the end and sear it. You can, there's a ton of versatility in that. And I'll tell you a little story. I had a really good friend of mine. Um, he, uh, he came over and we did steaks and I do a really basic marinade, half, half soy sauce, half balsamic vinegar. It's super easy. And then I dust them with, with, uh, um, steak salt. So, I mean, nothing, and I don't do it for two days. I don't inject, I don't do. So it's super basic. So they come over, is him and his family and uh and we do steaks and and we've done that more than once and and uh, i know it always turns out great and the problem with having a pellet grill is i i actually become a lot more critical when i go into a steakhouse because i'm like i can do it better at home (laughs) so anyways they came over we had a great great evening together and 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 um so the next day he calls my wife and says he goes what was in that marinade he figured that it was the marinade that was so great so my wife told her, told him, and my, you know, my wife told me, hey, you know, your friend called and, and asked about that. And I said, yeah, I said, he thinks it's the marinade. Well, he has a gas grill. And so <laughs> anyways, it, maybe a week or so goes by and I see him at church and, and he comes walking up and uh, I said, how'd that marinade work out? <laughs> and, and he goes, how much for a pellet grill? So he, <laughs> he was tired of hearing about from his kids how Uncle Jeff could make steaks so much better than he could make. And he's been a pellet head ever since. So it, it makes a huge difference. And steaks, you know, steaks and a piece of meat like that, that is expensive. It's an investment when you actually go and buy steaks. And it's not like buying ground beef. So it's uh, it, when they come out, you know, and, they, and it's better than restaurant quality. It's it, that's very satisfying. And I'm no grill expert. I mean, I, I like the I, I love the business. I, I really enjoy cooking as a, an average guy. But I'm not the guy that spends, you know, weekends at barbecue competitions. I'm not I'm not I don't have that skill set. So that's what I love about our product. It can make any average guy look like he's an expert griller and uh, or a gal for that matter. Like I was saying earlier, my wife is really very often I come home and she's grilled 
And that's, that's a lot different than, than before. So she's not intimidated at all. There's not an explosion, explosion factor. The kids can go out and start to grill and don't have to worry about it. So, yeah, it was actually about three months ago. My wife said, cause I've had the grill or the, the competition series for about, I don't know, probably eight months now. And she looks outside and she's like, you know, one of these days you're gonna have to show me how to do that. And I was like, see a little button right there, just plug it in and push that little button and then uh, work it through your app. And she's like, you mean that entire time this this is all you've been doing? You just kind of set it and forget it. Is this the easy bake oven? You, like, ah. you might have given away too much, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> and it and it turns out amazing. So that you know, you gotta you gotta lift up what you're doing a little bit. And uh, but most of the most of the work is done by the pellet grill. So you have that friend who came over and and thought it was the marinade and it wasn't. So somebody who's switching from a gas to a charcoal grill or potentially is interested in that pellet grow, but hasn't made that switch yet. What advice would you have for them? I mean, the, 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 the flavor profile, we sell some charcoal grills. So charcoal has a little bit of a, a distinct flavor profile. And the challenge with charcoal though, is you, you do have to manage how you use the heat so much more. So, you know, the, the learning curve on a pellet grill is virtually nothing. Whereas with a, a charcoal grill, or an offset, you know, stick smoker or something like that, you have to know what you're doing an awful lot more with the product. So if you want to have, you know, superior results right away, go to a pellet grill. I mean, that's the, there's no learning curve on when it comes to a pellet grill. It's very, very simple. You know, if you're, if you usually cook it, you know, if you want to sear a steak at 500 degrees, well, you sear a steak at 500 degrees, your heat source is just different, but you have a heat source that is actually providing extra flavor as well. So I, I wouldn't say you shouldn't, you know, guys shouldn't try charcoal. I think it's good. I think that once they're, you know, tired of, you know, being dirty and cleaning up all the time, go to a pellet grill. I mean, and if you want to just hopscotch that, I think it's even better if you just go ahead and go right to the pellet grill. But like I said, we sell all of them. And, uh, you know, our focus really is, yes, we're known for pellet, but whatever products that we provide is to provide a superior value proposition you know, bigger, hotter, heavier for, for less money is really our mantra around here. You know, quality and authenticity in, in providing a, an authentic, you know, solution to grilling. Those are the things that, that we're built on here. So I'm not saying don't go do charcoal, you know, but at the same time, if you want the easy factor, you want to press the easy button, do pellet. So. It, it's so interesting because I have, uh, about a week ago, I had a gas grill and I had a Weber charcoal and then I had of course, the one that uh, the pit boss. And so in the last, the one difficulty that I kept coming across with is the more kids I have, the less time I have. And it took me a long time to get those charcoal grills up and running to get that meat to where I want it in the time that I needed it. And so with the gas grill, you can kind of get it done real quick. If you want to kind of low and slow, or if you want to kind of uh, put that steak on real high and fast, you can do that at the same time. And and get up to speed really quick. Uh, and honestly, that was one of the big selling points for me. This isn't just a commercial for for you guys, but it was me kind of doing a lot of research about the pellet grills. It was what is the quality of it? What are the features and functionality? What type of what does the display look like on on the the front of the screen? What what does the app look like? You guys just got recently got a new app, and I I kind of saw and switched it over here in the last month and a half or so, and you know, you, your guys' tagline is the bigger, hotter, heavier, but it honestly is a big differentiator. And it was a big decision for me for the price that you're actually getting. There's a little ones that maybe, I mean, I think a Louisiana had, has a little bit is more of a premium uh, when it comes to that pellet, you know, pit pauses, you have kind of a, a ton of variety from the, 
find that the beginners to to kind of the more experienced you got different colors and different shapes and sizes but you know for me the quality that me trying to put that thing together and rolling it around and having the big awesome big tires and obviously ranking it up in what five ten degree increments uh, was a big decision for me and and i'd rather make that investment and have it be a quality that lasts than buying something else so uh kudos to you guys and putting in that work thank you thank you uh, we have a great team here we're blessed with a phenomenal team of of engineers and we do all of our design work in-house and um you know they're they're passionate about what they do and it's coming through in the products for sure yeah so when it comes to the products you know let's say that there's a lot of things that are coming down the pipe and you guys have done a lot of it when it comes to the innovation side you know when it comes to evolving the product the features of the grill the smoker how are you focusing on that and uh, listening to the customer and then where do you see that uh changing in the next five years in a competitive market does your customer service stand out from the crowd one way to offer a better experience is by moving your contact center to the cloud but with so many options to choose from how do you know which solution is the best for both your business and your customers that's where vds comes in and guides you to the best solution they understand your clients' pain points, business outcomes, and goals. Then VDS designs, implements, supports, and provides 24-7 managed services. From start to finish, VDS is committed to finding the best solutions for your clients' needs. To learn more, go to www.govds.com or find a link in the show notes. I, I think we're always trying to be more, you know, be make the experience for the customer easier and easier. We want to have very intuitive with our app. Um, you know, we're, we're trying to bring technology into, into the discussion all the time The you know, the, the, uh, the younger consumer is very, has grown up with tech, making sure that's an integrated part of what we do and making sure that experience is, is easy. You know, I think that, um, you know, great tech companies like Apple, they just, they try to be more and more and more intuitive. We try and take that approach to our products as well. You know, I think the the areas that we've addressed, obviously, besides connectivity, is also around, you know, temperature control and retention, um, efficiency in pellet, ease of cleanup. Um, you know, we have some units now you can access your burn pot from exterior. And then that the one part of that is really, you know, critical is, you know, maintaining that indirect and direct flame, flame technology where um, some of our competitors haven't addressed that. Um, it just adds the versatility and the consumer experience. So, I think you're going to see us push more on the tech side. You'll see us, um, you know, we just launched our first um, uh, battery powered portable pellet grill uh, at, at Lowe's recently. Um, that has gotten a ton of attention. Very excited about that product line. So additional tech around that, really trying to snip the cord, um, you know, so it makes it a lot easier for people to take that pellet grill anywhere now. Some of them are big and heavy, but you want it in different positions. So you know, exploring that tech side more and more, um, but making sure ultimately that it performs each and every time. You know, we want to have a quality product that's that's built to last, um, and we don't want to give up on that key pillar for us is having that, you know, when we talk at bigger, heavier, hotter, we build them heavier deliberately than our competitors. You know, we, we have a higher cooking temperature than a lot of our competitors, um, and that's really important because that generally that customer experience has to be superior with a Pit Boss product. They're often scratching their head is how do I buy this for less money than some of the competitors when, you know, you know, it doesn't make sense to me. Well, for us, our marketing budget is our consumer. We put that back into the consumer 
in order to make sure the consumer is the person marketing to their neighbors because they've had a superior ex experience with our product as opposed to, you know, building a brand that, you know, it just needs to be an aspirational brand. We just rather authentically produce a, you know, a superior product than our competitors in order to get that support and that, that advertising. It's very, very smart. Uh, and it shows back in the product. Um, I read an article uh, probably about a few weeks ago, and it was the vice president of customer care, uh, Matt Green. And he mm -hmm. said that as the industry has grown, so has the demands for support. Uh, we've attacked the need head on to provide a world-class customer experience. So my question is, you know, how does Danson's prioritize and intentionally focus on providing that world-class customer experience? No, I'm glad you mentioned Matt. Matt is a, a key part of our team. Um, you know, he's a loved, valued member around here. Uh, he's also about six foot eight, so I don't want him coming in here and <laughs> you know, being upset with what I said. So, um, no, Matt. Matt's built a phenomenal. He has a great team that he's developed here. It's it's based here in Arizona. We actually have brought all of our team on customer care into our Arizona headquarters now. Um, so we stay really close to that team in order to make sure that we are responding directly to the customer feedback because that team is in the same building as the guys that are developing the products and they're taking that feedback. The teams work cross-functionally in order to actually execute on what a consumer's needs are. So we have a huge focus on that. It's, it's a very significant cost to us. We made a very conscious decision not to outsource that as, as some other companies have in the past. Excuse me. And I want to be, you know, certainly not negative on our competitors because we have some great competitors that have developed some good products that have helped drive us. But certainly, you know, being authentic about the solution and making sure that we're very connected to our customers is how, you know, it's been a huge blessing for us and has allowed us to be on the leading edge of innovation constantly. I mean, the question we often get is, well, you know, how much, how many things have you patented? Well, Yes, we patent certain things, but we don't spend all day long patenting. We don't have a team of lawyers patenting stuff. Yes, we patent key key parts of, of our development, but at the same time, we'd rather we rather have our, our uh, competitors and our customers curious about what we're coming out with next all the time. And then by the time they've figured out how to copy us, we're already two years ahead of that. So, mm. um, and we get that going back to the customer service side is is taking that direct feedback from customer experience. And, you know, where are the, the shortcomings? Because, you know, my dad's favorite line around here is we have not built our best product. And uh, that that's continually drives it. And we will never build our best product is what I'll tell our teams here. We always want to be better. We always want to make it, you know, more consumer friendly and have a superior experience for consumers. So, um, you know, it's it's if you want to you know, go back to your question, what you know, how important is it? it's it's critically important to how we operate the business. Yeah. And that's refreshing to hear. You know, I think a lot of people talk about customer experiences, the pixie dust and fairy tales that, uh, you know, not necessarily the the meat and potatoes of of the platform or, or they are the ones that the lifeblood of the organization. So um, it's good to hear Absolutely. that. Yeah. You, you keep adding either acquiring or or adding new new lines. One is that is that Tyson line that uh, here's recently come out. Uh, how are you listening? You're talking about listening and responding to the needs of of the customers. Was that something that the customers or or the industry was asking for? Yeah. So you know, for us, what we look at is we we, we move away from the the end consumer for a second and look at what our customer base is and how we're dealing with you know a lot of the major retailers in the U.S. What other areas can we bring our expertise to bear uh, in outside cooking? And that's where the Tyson 
brand came in, you know, we wanted to get into camp stoves. Now you'll probably see us for some retailers branded into pit boss if they want, you know, we're very attentive to what, how they want to present it. It was just a kind of fun thing to, you know, um, give homage to the, to the family name, but um, you know, it was just an extension of what well, we know they're already selling cook, you know, camp stoves. We know there's some pain points around camp stoves that can, that can be improved. So why not take a, you know, take our approach and broaden it now to the camping world. And that's where we've developed a few other things, you know, around that line as well to help support it. But uh, yeah, it was just really, how do we address our, our customer um, on the retail level and, and provide them with more products that they would find, uh, you know, creative to their business. Yeah. You guys just need to stop making more and more products because I'm going to have a longer and longer list of <laughs> a wish list to get after, but uh, just kidding there. But you know, one thing that I see that you guys are doing on uh, social media is you're getting more and more to that sports experience, that sports industry, that the tailgating side of the business. Um, you know, have you noticed any trends or changes in that tailgating experience among that sports fan or uh, what's, what makes you guys kind of lean into that? Um, I mean, the reality is, you know, why do we, at the end of the day, we go home and we grill to escape the pressures of, of, you know, whatever we're dealing with in life. So, you know, the, the sporting world is exactly the same thing. We sit down watch a game to escape and, and enjoy and, and, you know, take in the entertainment factor. So it fits hand in hand with what we want to do. Um, you know, that, that, that experience since COVID now is, is, you know, has wound down. Um, people are all back out doing it. Like, I mean, barbecue competitions are in full swing, tailgating's in full swing. People are showing up at, you know, our NASCAR is a key partner of ours and, and they're they're showing up on a regular basis. Stands are filling back up. Uh, it's just a great way to get our, our brand out there and, and to people that, you know, you know, need that, want that support, you know, with a cooking appliance. So, you know, it's it's been great for us, those those partnerships. Um, you touched on social media that extends to, you know, influencers that aren't just in sports, but, you know, sporting, you know, sporting goods channels, some of them. But um, if you notice a lot of our influencers are just, you know, at the end of the day, they have to be able to reflect our brand well. So yeah. they're good people. They're fun to hang out with. They're people that we would have over for dinner and uh, they have a very, you know, broad, broad, broad variety of interests um, at the same time. We want to make sure that we're, you know, trying to reach as much of the marketplace as possible. And we have a product that my dad's been very deliberate around designing. You know, when you talked about, you know, you know, opening price points all the way up, is making sure that a pit boss is accessible to every consumer, you know, on whatever price point. And then as you, you know, want to make a bigger investment or have the means to do that, we're allowed to take that journey with you because you trust the product. So that's really important to us and how we do that. And our influencer base and our marketing base is we want to make sure that we're we're marketing to every part of the, you know, the consumer demand. So whether that's the the new guy with the young family, whether that's the guy just moved out, wants to grill, you know, because dad's not doing it for him anymore. Whether it's the guy that's established and, you know, has the extra money and wants to explore the higher end of, you know, quality builds. Like we have products to do that. And I think the sporting channel allows us to really, you know, approach those consumers because it's not too many people that just don't like sports. So at the end of the day, so we try to, we try to have a, a significant presence. Yeah. And, and it notice it's noticeable here recently of the presence that you guys have across uh, both NASCAR and, and all the other major sports uh, that uh, I'm paying attention to at least. So um, well, and. You know, it's that we're once again we're blessed by a phenomenal team. Like the, 
you know, uh, Madeline and Jared that, that, and a number of people in our social media and Morgan, I mean, there's, there's a, a pile of people I could name in our marketing department. And, and it's the beauty of it is our teams work cross, across function. They're working with, you know, with um, our product development team of people and, you know, with, you know, with our customer care people and, and making sure that there's exposure to what we're doing internally, even to them. So they can understand, you know, how we're, how we're sharing our brand with others. And um, I, I can't say enough about our marketing team and the, the passion that they bring to this. So let's talk about the, the employee side, you know, how does, how does Danson's prioritize the, one of your two pillars are authenticity and quality. So how do you prioritize that when you're hiring employees? I mean, authenticity is the people. I mean, we, we couldn't do it without the people. So, you know, I, first and foremost, my dad is a visionary. This is his business. He, he is the reason we're here and a lot of answer prayers. So we feel God's really blessed us, but he's also blessed with a great team of people. And, um, you know, I could, I could rattle off, you know, Bobby and Mark and, you know, I could go on for hours about our people. We have hundreds of people around the globe that work with us. Um, I tell you that and it really comes down to the quality of the person. So when we're bringing people in, um, you know, we want to very clearly share what our culture is. We do care about people. We want to make sure. And this is my dad. He said that we want to make dancings the best place, I can, uh, you know, anyone's ever worked. And are, are we 100 percent successful? No, because people have different goals and aspirations and, and needs. But at the same time, while they're here, we want to know that they need to know what they're cared for and they're valued. And that's extremely important to us. If there's things that happen in life, we want to be extremely flexible. You know, it's not just about a job. It's about, it's what we do, a lot of us, for a good chunk of each of our days. But at the same time, if you enjoy going to where, you know, where you're doing that work, um, you know, that's our responsibility to provide an atmosphere that they feel cared for and loved. And that doesn't matter what their background is or what their experience or what their, you know, anything to us. That it, We just want to make this the best place they've ever worked. And uh, that really, it flows from the very top from my dad all the way down through our teams. You know, our key people, you know, they share that, that caring for people. And, and we want them to make sure that, that, that when life gets messy, that, you know, that's just, we're here to help you and, and support you. And, um, and that works out well. Investing in people is, is how we've been able to grow with the business. And, um, yeah, we certainly couldn't do it without phenomenal teams. Well, and, and as you know, the employee is a direct reflection of that of that experience and they reflect back on that to that customer and so the the higher quality people that you're hiring and training and retaining the higher probability that it's going to great become a great customer experience yeah well you know you talked about matt green earlier um when you want to pick me up we actually you want to go down to customer care because it is the most upbeat place in the whole business and i I probably get other VPs are like, oh, come on, what about my department? We have great departments all over. They're all they're all very great places. But, you know, you go down there, he has such an atmosphere where it's upbeat and, and there's music and, you know, there's there's a genuine caring for the employee and and for how they're taking care of the customer because that customer is an extension of, of us. And so we want to make sure when they have, if they have a negative experience, that they have to call in for, that we can turn that into a positive experience. They they can now feel connected to our company and how we truly care about their experience and make sure that that turns into a positive experience. Yeah. One question I had for you uh, here is, why is it important for Danson to give back through the, the Thiessen Dedication uh, Foundation, um, you know, where you guys donate, what, 10% of your profits annually? Uh, why is that important to you guys? I mean, historically, it's, I mean, the reality is we feel it's God's business, ultimately. And, and um, you know, we, we, 
and if you know a bit about what we believe, the reality is it's it's not ours to begin with. So if we're not going to be responsible with the blessings that we're given, uh, I think that's a bad reflection on us. And uh, for us, I think it's really important to invest in people in, in need um, that haven't had the same opportunities that we've had or been had negative situations. So we really try to focus on um, on uh, women and children at need um, and, uh, and make sure that we're trying to make a difference in this world because at the end of the day, all of this doesn't mean that we, we have a view that, you know, yes, we need to work. Yes, we need to feed our families and all those things. But at the same time, we need to care for others and love on others. And we just, as a family, have felt very um, called to do that. And so, and that really, once again, comes from my dad. My dad is the guy, the genesis of that foundation. My sister actually runs the foundation for us. Um, and uh, it's, it's very um, humbling to be allowed to be part of those things. So if you could leave a note to every single customer experience professional, it's going to hit everybody's desk Monday at 8 a.m. What would it say? I'd say, thank you. That's what it would say. Like you have the toughest job in the place. Thank you for being here. And, and thank you for reflecting us well. Like we, we want to make sure that we are supporting the people that really honestly, customer care has the toughest job in the place. Now, you know, Matt Green, I'm going to, I'm going to brag on Matt again because I, I love Matty. But the reality is when he came, we used to call it customer service. Matt came, he goes, we're not, in his interview, he said, no, it's customer care. And, you know, us as people, that resonated right away. And so since he started, it's customer care. And so those are the people that are caring for our customers. And it's super important that they feel, they feel that they're valued and that they are thanked on a regular basis for what they do. So, um, and at the end of the day, when we can turn a negative experience into something positive, you know, that's, that's what we're looking for. We're looking for, at the end of the day, people all love their pit boss grills and enjoy, at the end of the day, connecting with their families around food. You know, I don't, with all the nonsense in the world these days and all the division, we, we all got to eat. I don't care, you know, what, what your background is. We all got to eat to survive. Why not make that a positive experience, something that can bring people together? And, you know, we have a solid customer care department that makes sure those products you know, are, are, are uh, a point of pride and that's something that people come together with, that's extremely gratifying to our family. Our, our family are, you'll find that if you came, if you came to visit us here, we're very close with our, with our teams. They are an extension of us and they do a wonderful job. I'm very thankful for them. Very cool. If you could leave a note to all the Pit Boss Nation, what would you say? Thank you. I mean, it would be the same thing. Thank you for trusting us. <laughs> you're, you're, you know, you're using, taking your hard-earned money and you're taking you know, you're investing in, in a brand that, you know, we have to invest back in you. So thank you for, for taking, you know, that, that uh, making that decision to trust Pit Boss in your homes. Your homes are a precious place, a place that you want to have for safety, that a place that you can enjoy building memories with your families. And thank you for letting us be part of that. Because for us, it's very exciting to, to know that we're in a lot of people's homes and helping them build positive memories and, and feeding them great food. Yeah. I think we could have this conversation over customer experience and, and grilling uh, and, and pellet grills for the next uh, 24 days, but uh, it's been a blast. I, I appreciate your time. Looking forward to continuing to follow and, and be part of that uh, Pit Boss Nation. And um, what's the best way for my listeners to, to get a hold of you guys? Yeah, I mean, we're on all the social media channels. You know, just, just uh, like, follow, subscribe to our social media channels is probably the easiest way. Um, obviously we're on the internet, just Google pit boss, uh, pit boss grills.com is our main website. 
Um, but yeah, we're, we're constantly adding new, uh, new content and just join the pit boss nation. Awesome. Thanks so much for your time, Jeff. Thanks for having me, Nick. I appreciate it. God bless. Hey listeners, can you think of one person who would benefit from the information you learned today? If so, please consider sharing this episode with them. And last, if you would like to receive all the quotes and book recommendations from all my guests, you can go to pressonefornick.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of Press One for Nick. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and share. Until next time, focus on your customers. Thanks for joining us for this session of CX of M Radio. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit cxofm.org for more resources.